0: It's hard for me to do a show on The Mandalorian, seeing as I can't really give anything away. But I will say that I watched it. It was interesting. It It's moving in an interesting direction, and I do mean that in a positive way, because sometimes I think people, when I say interesting in terms of my tone, like if it's, you know, then I'll say, oh, they, they were interesting. And see, hear the tone and the inflection but hey. So we are a couple days away. Is it two days from the fifth anniversary of this show that I've been doing it seems like two hundred years. Um I mean, there's film, there's music. You know, I really should have just gone to the coast for my spring break, but it's kinda cold and rainy, and I thought, hey, you know. Why don't we just go by the way of Ernest Hemingway uh, and we'll go to the old man in the sea. He's taken. Now let
1: him eat it. Eat it good now, fish. Go on, eat it. Eat it until the point of the hook goes into your heart and kills you.
0: That is Spencer Tracy Um, in 1958's The Old Man and the Sea, directed by Henry King and Don Sturgis. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You know, at that point, Tracy was not doing a lot of films and he was in poor health. I'm trying to think how many, I think maybe that was the seventh, uh, film that had been made of an Ernest Hemingway book. Now, The Old Man and the Sea was redone in 1990 with, uh, Anthony Quinn as the old man. And I will eventually watch that. I I loved Anthony Quinn. Come on how could you not he played zorba the greek i mean he was in viva sapata um oh my goodness the old man in the sea you know i say this because it's you know spring break i get a week off and but i will say in all honesty in all sincerity i felt like a lost puppy because then it's like okay what do i do what i do during the day i go for a walk i go to barnes and noble i go get something to eat you can only do that so much where <coughs> when it's um you know it's a work week you know you go to work and you you do your lunch and then um you go back and then you know they learn and then you do pe and then boom you go home and you do it again and you know and probably you refresh some things you know that you have to teach them and so yeah i've just been you know i i need to learn to enjoy myself and so i think i should have gone somewhere you know maybe arizona i don't know uh but we'll save that for another date um here's some more of the old man in the sea
2: The man was gray and wrinkled with deep furrows in the back of his neck and his hands had the deep blue scars from handling heavy fish on the cords. But none of these scars were fresh. They were as old as erosions in a fishless desert. Everything about him was old except his eyes. And they were the same color as the sea. They cheerful and undefeated.
0: Now, that is a clip of Anthony Quinn in the remake of The Old Man in the Sea in 1990. But everyone remembers the Spencer Tracy version. I mean, you know, I mean, shit. It's like vacation, you know? And, um. Uh, if I really wanted to go on vacation, I could have just done this. Yeah. <laughs> And so if you wanna go there, that's the eighties and that's the go go's and but yeah, I mean, you know, when it comes to spring break, um Yeah. We could go there. But we didn't go there. <laughs> I didn't go on vacation. I didn't. Um but you know, I've slept in and yeah. I mean, if I really wanted to go on a true vacation, I could go to East of Eden. He's
1: watching us. No, he is Yes, he is, too. Let's move over here. Yes, life in its every emotion leaps from the pages of John Steinbeck's best of all his best sellers, And to bring new vitality to every exclusive chapter. To capture for you the stark realism of people who love so deeply, hate so fiercely, live so recklessly. Warner Brothers had to seek out vibrant new personalities, tap new sources of talent, create new stars. James Dean as Cal, the wildest boy you've ever met. Julie Harris as Abra, the most outspoken girl you've ever known. Joe Van Fleet as Kate, the most wicked woman you've ever seen. And all the other memorable figures who form a dramatic cavalcade that moves across California's lustiest era and her most colorful locale.
3: How come you did it? Did what? Shot my father. Because he tried to hold me. He tried to tie me down. Nobody holds me.
2: I'm glad I know I love you. Because now I know I wasn't... I wasn't imagining it at all. I was even thinking I was bad. I love you even though I'm afraid of you. Maybe someday I won't be. Your son, Aaron,
1: he's everything that's good. Say hello to your mother.
2: Say hello to your mother.
0: <laughs> <laughs> East of Eden, which took place in Monterey and Salinas. But due to how Monterey was changing, you know, you couldn't go back and film. So they had to go film in Mendocino, in Fort Bragg, Mendocino County. So that's where we enter our next, you know, uh, six years ago, my family, we went on vacation in Mendocino. And we did go to the Blair House where... Murder, She Wrote was filmed, or as my friend calls it, Murder, She Wrote. This is
4: the Murder, She Wrote house, where Angela Lansbury's character of Jessica Fletcher supposedly lived, even though the show was set in fictional Cabot Cove, Maine. Only the exterior was shown on the show, but that has not stopped fans, even all these years later, from stopping by and getting their Instagram fix.
5: I love it. It's looks exactly like it should. I think her she would be proud of her garden. I've had some very interesting guests here that um, have come a long way just to come here, even young people. So yeah, it's, uh, it's something that's just still very popular. Yes, they always ask if she had stayed here. So I have to tell them, no, she never actually stayed here and her house in the, in the program, the interior is much different, much grander than the Blair House. So people sometimes expect to see a grand staircase and a great big living room and all that. But no, this is just an old Victorian with a lot of small rooms with high ceilings.
4: Murder, She Wrote, as you know, left the airwaves years ago, but it's not just the Blair House that keeps its memory alive in Mendocino. The nearby Hill House has a very visible sign on its property dating back to that time, letting people know about the connection. The Blair House recently reopened after a lengthy remodel. To book a room, check out their website at BlairHouse.com. Yep.
0: And, you know, since I didn't take a vacation this year, I figured we would just take one on the podcast and um, i've been i've i've been to that area where they filmed uh, murder she wrote there was even a chocolate store i remember when we were little and they had a picture of her an autographed picture here is the late angela lansbury talking about murder she wrote herself
5: oh, forgive me i was so busy typing You see, this is the moment, this is the moment where the Lebanese cook is going to make it look as if Alicia committed suicide in the pantry. I am so silly, you don't know what I'm talking about, do you? This is my latest book, my um, sixth, I think, my name, I think you know, J.B. Fletcher. Nobody had ever done a series that uh, featured an older woman. We had a show where we broke all the rules. I thought to myself, oh, I hope to goodness that those stories are going to be okay. It just goes to show it doesn't pay to listen to idle gossip.
3: CBS was getting getting beaten badly on Sunday nights. And in desperation, they ran a Agatha Christie movie. And I think it was Murder on the Orient Express, I'm not sure. And lo and behold, it beat NBC and ABC. So they initially thought it might have been a fluke. And a few weeks later, they purchased another Agatha Christie-type movie and ran it. Same thing happened. Harvey
1: Shepard, who was the senior vice president of programming at CBS, wanted to do a mystery with a woman. And Dick Levinson and I were very surprised because usually there hadn't been any big hits with a woman protagonist carrying the series. Usually, the woman was bailed out by all the males associates that she had, and we figured if we're going to do a mystery show with a woman, uh, it's not going to be like that. Peter Fisher wrote the script from a story that Dick and I and Peter concocted, but now we had to come up with somebody who would satisfy CBS.
2: Mrs. Fletcher, what an unexpected pleasure. I have spent many happy hours between the covers of your books.
5: I first heard about Murder, She Wrote, actually. Sitting in my apartment in New York City, I decided that I wanted to come to the coast and do television.
1: We had been big fans of Angela Lansbury through the years. We were big Broadway nuts, but we figured Harvey probably has never heard of her. She'd done some television, not a lot. So it was great trepidation. Dick, Peter, and I pitched him, and he flipped out. It seemed that Harvey loved Angela Lansbury. Next, we had a meeting. We had to sell Angela, obviously, and the Black Tower the president of television's office on a Friday afternoon I'll never forget Angela came her usual self charming very decent woman we pitched
5: her I met with the writers Levinson and link and uh, the writer Peter Fisher from a one-hour mystery series uh involving a lady detective she wasn't your normal kind of miss Marple. she had a lot of qualities about her that i found very attractive
1: so she's no i'll read your script because i like uh, this concept of a woman detective and she's strong-willed and she's her own person
5: i have certainly been very patient under the circumstances but i know my rights and i insist on phoning my attorney It just seemed to be a wonderful meeting of the minds. And then she told us something and our
1: collective hearts sank. She said that weekend she was going to read a new sitcom from Norman Lear. And I will tell you Monday morning which one I choose, it'll be one
5: or the other. We figured, oh, we're dead. The half hour didn't work out, even though I met with the producer but uh, Jessica Fletcher, there was something about it that I found very attractive, and I thought, I can do something with this.
1: And sure enough, Monday morning, she called and said, I'm yours, and that was great. That was the beginning.
5: And life played a nasty trick. Well, doesn't it always?
3: They wanted a two-hour movie, not a 90, but a two-hour movie, and it had to be in New York the first Tuesday in May. And we said, oh, no, no, no. And all of a sudden, we've got a crazy thought in our head. What if we just shot maybe three, four key scenes of the movie?
5: She can feel the story again by talking to the camera. Three years ago, April, I got that fateful phone call from my nephew, Grady.
3: So the day came that we were starting with her and at a small set built. And she was sitting there, she said... Is the prop man, is he around any place? I want one of those old-fashioned phones where you can take the receiver off, etc., and have a long cable on it. And she's building a noose. And this was her thought. No one told her to do this.
5: You know, the Lebanese is going to try to hang Alicia in the basement with this. She's just a little bit of a thing, so I think it'll hold. Yep. Couldn't believe what we were watching and listening to. And then
3: Tuesday, I received a call from New York And the people were yelling and screaming in the background. It was the advertising people all screaming they want the show.
2: Jessica Fletcher, the character, was uh, a widow, no children. She had... uh, created a second life for herself in Cabot Cove. I had written a mystery book that had suddenly become successful.
5: She had some foibles. Yeah, I hope she had a lot of charming things, little things that she did uh, that uh, you, you, you liked about her, you know? She
2: rode a bicycle and she planted flowers.
5: She never drove a car, you know that. Do you know why she didn't drive a car? Because... Peter Fisher decided that if she could drive a car, she would never have the opportunity to ask somebody to give her a lift. And that's how she made contact with people. In the first place, it's it's on the page. But then, of course, as an actress, it's what you do with what is on the page. In the original concept, Jessica Fletcher was probably a little bit more eccentric and had general characteristics of an older woman. I wanted to eradicate that aspect of her and make her more kind of ready for the world. I think the character of uh, Jessica Fletcher became who she was because of Angela's input. I wanted every woman to find something about Jessica that they could could say well yes i would i would think that or i would react that way i wanted to make her every woman
0: and and so i wanted to also play this because you know last october we lost angela Lansbury. she was in her 90s i believe she was 96 she was fortunately in the oscar in memoriam paul servino and a few others were not just throwing that out there um and so, yeah, that's the vacation that we've all taken. But, oh, 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 you know, there was something mentioned, and I've always wanted to tra- take that train—the very famous train.
2: This is no ordinary train. This is the legendary Orient Express witness to many strange adventures and foreign intrigues from istanbul to calais this is no ordinary passenger monsieur poirot is a detective this is the world's most celebrated crime fighter takes a professional interesting crime Agatha Christie's brilliant Belgian detective. Uh, Belgian? I always thought you were French. Albert Finney is detective Hercule Poirot. This is no ordinary mystery. Touch nothing. This is Agatha Christie's most perfect crime: murder on the Orient Express. Starring the greatest cast of suspicious characters ever involved in murder. The murderer is with us now. You can identify the murderer. Lauren Bacall. I mean nothing of a kind. I mean there was a man in my compartment last night. Monsieur Martin Balsam. She did it. Don't, Scal, not kill. Ingrid Bergman. Jacqueline descent. Oh. He
1: makes it sound like a poison.
2: Jean-Pierre Cassel, Monsieur Hercule Poirot. Sean Connery. How did you Bedos. John Healgood. Mr. Beddows. He did it. <laughs> the butler did it. Wendy Hiller. You never smile. at don't
5: my... my doctor has
3: advised against it.
2: Anthony Perkins. Seems like I'm kind of incriminating myself. Vanessa uh, Redgrave. Not now.
5: Not now. When it's all over, when it's behind us.
2: Rachel Roberts. I, Richard Whitmark, show you this. Michael York, he did it. The who's who in the who done it.
3: Ladies and gentlemen,
2: we now come to my own reconstruction of the night of the murder. Murder on the Orient Express.
0: So yes. And by the way, it will be on Turner Classic Movies this Sunday. I have the movie I I remember seeing the 2017 version directed by Kenneth Branagh. I'm a big pe- Kenneth Branagh fan, but uh I prefer the original. The, there is something about the original that you just can't you can't mess with. And so yeah, those are the Vacation destinations. I would love to be on the Orient Express. I've always. I remember years ago, a friend talked about that. Maybe I should go on the Orient. Uh, yeah, uh, if there's a reenactment, I don't know. That that would be, that would be fascinating. And then, um, you know, Mendocino, Monterey, S- um, Salinas. I should have gone to the coast. I think tomorrow I'll go somewhere. I usually go to the foothills. And just window shop and, you know, is it in the budget? Because <laughs> I am having teeth work done on a Saturday. <sighs> but, um, yeah, that's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. It's been fascinating. It's almost the end of the week and at the end of spring break. Uh, but I have enjoyed my sleep. And I hope all of you do as well. <laughs> pleasant
4: dreams.